Hi friends, and welcome to The Spirit Scoop with Michelle. Michelle is just your typical grounded tourist, Canadian loving girl who loves everything spiritual. Michelle is a spiritual medium, a Reiki master, and an angel reader. Get ready each week to dive into Michelle's own lived experiences, spiritual guidance and tips, awesome guests, and lots and lots of spirits, of course. Together, we'll feel inspired. We may learn something new. We'll learn to trust in spirit. And don't be surprised if you have a lot of OMG moments. So now's your time to grab a cup of tea, get comfortable, and we're about to start. Here's your host, Michelle Lindsay. Hello, and welcome back to another episode of Spirit Scoop. Today, I interview a friend of mine. Her name is Leilani. She's one of my spirit school collective sisters. We both started our spiritual development back in 2020. We were in class together, so we did a lot of practicing together. She's read for me. I've read for her. She brought through my mother and delivered very rare messages that I still have never received to this day. She's a phenomenal medium. I cannot say enough good things about her. I love today's conversation. Leilani walked us through a little bit about growing up, living in Maui, moving to Las Vegas, and what that was like as an intuitive. Leilani talks about how she stumbled into her first mediumship class without really knowing that it was a mediumship class. And then what happened and unfolded then. What are her beliefs about what happens after we cross before she was a medium and versus now that she has been a medium and been doing lots of readings? Like, how have her beliefs changed over time? We talk about the 3D, the 4D, the 5D, the 6D. We talk about all the dimensions and what that really looks like. Can spirit get stuck in a dimension? And if so, What's that really like? I asked Leilani the difference between intuition versus psychic, and also the main thing that really changed her spiritual development after all of these years. And then we finished with a really fun rapid fire this week. It's spirit themed, so it is a little bit different than my regular rapid fire questions, but this one was just more of spirit themed, which seemed appropriate. (laughs) I hope you enjoyed today's episode. Give Leilani a follow. She's got a wonderful podcast called Spirit Reach. So go support that if you feel called to. This week, I have her on my podcast and we do a different interview that will be launching on her podcast. So if you wish to go listen to a different conversation, go check out the Spirit Reach. Today, I have my friend Leilani on the podcast. Leilani is a psychic, medical, intuitive medium and an energy healer as well from Hawaii. So welcome to the podcast. Thank you so much for having me here today. I'm so excited. We've been talking about this for like years. I feel like over a year now to have each other on the podcast. I'm excited to dive in and have a conversation today. Me too. I'm excited too. And yes, we've been talking about this for forever. So what are you in Hawaii exactly? I live on Maui. I was born and raised here and circled back here when I decided I wanted to settle down. 
I was about 16 when I moved to Honolulu and I lived on the North Shore of Oahu. When I graduated high school, decided I wanted to go to school out in Las Vegas. I applied and I got in. So I moved to Vegas for school and I lived there for 10 years and then decided I was going to come back to Hawaii. So that's where I'm at now. Amazing. I have so many questions about like living in Vegas on its own and being <laughs> an intuitive because there's just so much energy in that one spot. Yes, uh, <laughs> there really is. I'm going to be honest. I spent so many days waiting to get home. That way I could just center myself and get back into my body. There is a lot of stimulation in the city and just being around all the lights and the people. It is hard on the nervous system for sure. Yeah, I could imagine. I went years back, but now that I'm more sensitive to energy and been working with spirit, I couldn't imagine of like how different that would be. Like if I was to go back anytime soon, I think I'd be extra sensitive to it for sure. I have not gone back since I moved away from there. And that's been almost 10 years. I guess that tells you how sensitive I was to the energy because I don't know. I think. I have a desire to want to go back. I just don't want to feel it. That makes sense. Yeah, 100%. I'd love to ask, like, how did you first get into doing mediumship or medical intuition? Like, how did that find you? Was it during, before, after living in Las Vegas? Or was it when you were young as a child? I'm so curious of, like, how everything unfolded for you. So I definitely had a lot of spirits communicating with me as a child. I've shared this before, but my friend, he passed from cancer when I was five years old. So that was the first spirit communicator I can remember. But then as I was growing up, there were more people, spirits that had crossed over that were communicating with me. And I always thought it, I don't know, I was imaginating it like I didn't think it was real. And then when I was a young adult in school, when I was working, I had a lot of things happened to me and there was no other explanation. Like, how would I know that information? I started knowing things and mostly things that had the potential to really affect my life, put me down a road where it might have not been the right path for me. So I've always felt this feeling of being led. Spirit is leading me, but I never had the terminology or the understanding for it. I always had the feeling for it. So it wasn't until I moved back to Hawaii, had my first child, and it just started coming in, like a lot of information. And my husband, he would tell me, I can never keep anything from you because you always find out. And I had a family member who had crossed over and I felt his spirit come into my kitchen one day. And I thought, huh, this is weird. And it was like this whole thing internally. And I was like, that's it. I got to get a grip on this. I got to better understand this. So I was telling my sister about everything. And my sister, she's on the fence with it. She's, oh, I don't know if I really believe in that. I don't know. But she started going into support groups for grieving siblings and family members who've lost loved ones. And In one of those meetings, a psychic medium came in and offered uh, support for families. So my sister started taking classes from her 
or grief. And when I guess she felt like it wasn't really for her. So she asked me, she called me one day and she said, hey, Leilani, so I'm in this support group and I think it's the perfect thing for me. And I'm like, why? What is it? And she was like, it's a medium. And she teaches people how to do mediumship. I'm like, what? You can learn how to do mediumship? So this teacher, this medium, she invited me to come into her classes. And that's how I started developing mediumship. Wow, that's amazing that your sister was actually like in the class, probably for the reason to get you like in the class because you guys did a little swap. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. And how old are, old were you when you took your first class? So this was 2020. It had to be more towards the end of 2020 because I just had my second child. And I remember being in mediumship classes and just giving birth to my baby. And so I would be doing readings and having my baby right next to me. Amazing, because we met in a spiritual class as well, in spirit school. But for your other class, that the grief class, was that online or was that in person? It was on Zoom, and it was not a grief class. It was actually a mediumship development class, and I had no idea what mediumship was or any of that. To be quite honest, I had no idea what to expect when I jumped into this course. I thought maybe, I don't even know. I just trusted what my sister was saying. And because she was offering a free course, I was just like, what do I have to lose? So when I got into the first class, everybody knew everybody. And I'm like, oh my gosh, I feel so out of place here. And they pretty much put me on the spot and they're like, we want you to bring spirit through. And I'm like, wait, what am I doing? What are you guys doing? What is this? And so I pretty much just dropped in. (laughs) The medium, she told me to close my eyes. And I'm someone who really struggles to close my eyes. When I close my eyes, my eyes just go crazy. So I was like, oh my gosh, everyone's looking at me. And I started getting really red in the face and really flush. And just, I was like, I can't do this. And I'm like, I don't know. So she said, open your eyes and take a deep breath. And as soon as I opened my eyes, I I felt I was being taken to New York. I felt I was put on a basketball court and there's a man standing in front of me holding a cigarette and he looked like he was from the 80s. It was like I was back like in 1982 or something and like all old buildings, like old cars driving by. So it was almost like I had time traveled back to meet this person and put my hand out. I'm like, hi, nice to meet you, type of thing in my mind. And he gave me his name. So I was like, okay. And he, and then he kept saying my sister. So I, I knew immediately that I was connecting with someone's sister. And so I had said that. And then I like described what he looked like. And he had this mustache and had a white t-shirt with ripped up blue jeans and like white ankled shoes. And I was like explaining all this. And this woman in the class is, that is my brother. And that is his name. And that's what he looked like. And he loved to play basketball. And he lived in New York. And he was a smoker. And then I also, I really got into like his lungs and his chest. And I felt like he actually crossed over from lung cancer. And that was actually the first time I gave it all. (laughs) Like, And afterwards, I had felt so weird. I was like, oh my God, what did I just do? 
And so I got out of the class after that ended. And then immediately the teacher messaged me on Messenger and she was like, you're a medium and you need to stay, you need to work with me. (laughs) Wow. That was a good first day, I would say. That's amazing. I love how easily like you were able to jump into it. So I love that. That's such a cool story. And you got his name. Was clairvoyance your biggest, like strongest Claire at the beginning? No, because I heard his name. I could smell him smoking a cigarette. It felt like a very like sentient experience for me being there too. So it wasn't just I was visually watching it. I was physically there. And so I felt I was literally in a space back in time with spirit. That's amazing. I'm so curious about after doing so many readings and like working as a medium now, what were your beliefs for what happens after we cross? What were your beliefs before you became a medium? And then how have they changed after you started working with spirit? So funny because last night we were hanging up our ornaments on our tree and my husband starts talking about baby Jesus and how I now believe in God. And he's joking around like, mommy now believes in God because (laughs) I did not believe in God. I thought organized religion, it's trying to control people. It's man-made. It's man-created. It's not real. I was pretty much an atheist. I was very spiritual. There's a lot of teachings with mindfulness, with the Buddha that I really thought, okay, if I'm going to be any religion, it's probably closest to a Buddhist teaching. But even that, I felt like a lot of the information that was not really resonating with me. I felt, okay, like I believe in the mindfulness. I believe in certain aspects of meditation, but it really was hard for me to do meditations. I just struggled with the idea of what do I believe in? And I would constantly have these conversations, especially with my partner, because when we're starting a family, I'm about to be a mother. He wants to know, what are we going to teach our children? What is our spiritual beliefs that we hold that we can pass down to our children? I was very scared to talk about this with him because I really did not believe in God. Even though I was having these experiences and I felt the energy and the spirits that were hanging out with me, I just never really put it together as that's what happens when we die. Um, Great conversation to have with a partner. What are your different beliefs? For sure. Yeah. So he jokes around now. Mommy's a spirit communicator. So now she believes in God. It's not very funny, but it is funny. When I really sat with it, the way I felt when we die, it's going back up to the stars and turn into this energy and we're swarming for pretty much an energy source that kind of goes back up into the universe. And so that's what I would tell my husband. But then Even some part of me was questioning that. Do I really believe that? So that's where I was at previously. Okay. And where are you now? So I definitely believe in God. I I have all these conversations. If you want to call him God, and I don't even know if it's a him. I feel there's something that created this whole structure. Everything that is here, but beyond here, there's something that had to create all of this. There is a creator. So I feel there is a source. I believe in that something. So I do think that something is God. Right. I'm still develop a a belief system too. I feel it's constantly evolving. It's constantly changing. 
And the more I grow and the more I learn, I feel it does a little bit change here and there. But if I were to say, what is my belief? It's probably infinity. I believe in infinite possibilities. I believe in everything is possible. It's this constant recycle that's happening. So I do believe infinite possibilities. I love that. That's beautiful. The same with me. I believe that as well. It's interesting because I feel like as mediums or even just spiritual people, I constantly have to remind my Christian family members that I believe in God. It's like they don't think because I don't go to church, I'm not Christian. They think that I don't believe in God. And I'm like, no, I believe in God. Like, why does it have to be either you do or you don't? It's I do, but I'm also very spiritual at the same time. There's so much to it. So I find that interesting. That often comes up for me. Yeah. I struggle with that, honestly. It's something that's constantly popping up. If we think about evolution, we're okay to change our belief system. We don't have to hold ourselves to one belief system. And so what I've learned is just to not have a grip so tightly on whatever it is you believe, being able to allow yourself to grow within that. Yeah, completely. I would love to chat about like different dimensions. So I'm sure people have heard about like the 3D, the 4D, the 5D, the 6D, and all the Ds. <laughs> I do believe there are 12 dimensions. I don't have a full understanding of all 12, but I can touch on the ones that I do understand and I can share what my experience with the dimensions. Let me just start off by saying the first two dimensions are time and space. And then the third dimension is where we live. So I consider our human experience being in the third dimension. And I think when we cross over, the fourth dimension is the next dimension we go into. And then as we progress as spirit, we are able to go into the next, like the fifth, the sixth, the seventh dimension. So I do feel it is this cycle that we go through. But my understanding of the fourth dimension is where we first go when we cross over. So I've had a spirit, and this is just sharing my experience with spirit, sharing this message with me. So the fourth dimension is a hectic space. There's a lot going on in the fourth dimension. But when I had spirit come through to tell me that they were in the fourth dimension, and that they had been stuck in the fourth dimension for a week. That was mind-blowing for me because when I had told the sitter that spirit is telling me that they're in the fourth dimension, but they stayed there for a week, the sitter expressed to me that there was no acknowledgement of their crossing until seven days later. So that made me feel that the reason why they were there was because they needed the acknowledgement to be able to proceed into the next dimension. Do you know if that's similar to like where you are in at, in the life review area? So not all spirits have a life review. But you know how I'm saying how there's infinite possibilities and it really goes based off of that soul, that spirit's belief system. So if you were, let's say you're a really bad person, you do bad things your entire life. I feel there is this hell realm 
where they can get stuck there, honestly. There, there's no blessing. There's no acknowledgement for who they were here. So they get stuck there for some time until those things work itself out in the fourth dimension. But again, fourth dimension, time, it's not linear. I don't know. It's like a fragmental place. I think about it as the Wild West. Everything is going on. It's this place where there's trains and buses and you can get on, you can get on a transient space. Mm -hmm. And I think about when there's spirits who want to stay close because there's a lot of grief happening, they can get stuck there. And I feel at that point, angels can come in or guides can come in or loved ones can come in and they can pull them out of that space to help guide them into the next space. So interesting. I'm just trying to imagine it because I've had some like previous memories and I do remember like a, a bit of a chaotic space, but I, I'm not really familiar with the 3D, the 4D, the 5D and like how it's labeled. And I feel like I imagine that place to be very like gray almost like everything's yeah. almost the same color and it's just very monotone yeah it's like going into the emergency room of a hospital and you're like okay where does this person go now once they are admitted are they going to go into outpatient so it's the space where decisions are made i feel and it really is up to the spirit to decide where they want to go next and so if they feel that someone they love here in the 3D is really grieving, really taking it hard, or there's some type of acknowledgement, they'll stay close until they're ready to move on. I don't know if this is real, but I've always had this feeling, this teaching of ancient people blessing people when they cross over to travel as far and fast as possible because they don't want them to be stuck in that space. They want them to be able to decide you want to have a life review and go on, that you can do that. Mm. Do you know much about the other Ds, like after that step, the 5D and the 6D? Um, so I feel I have a little bit of understanding of the 5D, the 6D, the 7th D. And then I feel like the 8th D is actually like a recycled place. So once you get to the the 8th D, you get to decide, do I want to come back to the 3D? And I'm speaking in terms of spiritual realms, like the different realms of spirit. So I feel like at an 8D, they get to decide, like they can come back in or out. So they get to choose the spirit, the soul gets to decide once they've gone through like the five and the six, where they want to go. The six is definitely a place where healing takes place. How six kind of like loops in it's this looping in this healing space so if you choose that you want to loop in and heal i feel like that's where that can happen and so the 5d is i feel like the life review that's where you go on to that next phase of the spiritual journey of that soul of that person that makes sense yeah, I definitely feel like there's like levels and it's interesting to put these things into words, right? Because sometimes it's like all these things that it's like, how do I put this into words? It's, it's hard to explain, but I love the way that you explained it. And then you did say there's there's 12 Ds. What do you think is at the very top, like the 11th, the 12th? If you're familiar with that at all. I know Albert Einstein, he believed in 10 dimensions. 
And so for me to say that there's 12 dimensions, I don't really know why I believe that. I just have this knowing, this feeling that there are 12 dimensions. Once you get higher, it pulls away from almost the human experience. So once you get like far out there, I feel you're just in this like I am experience. I don't know, this like full on self-awareness, this whole I am everything. I'm a part of God. I don't even know how to explain that feeling, but it just feels like the I am. Like you've come to that destination of, Mm. okay, I am. And I feel you could almost even be a star at that point. If you decide that you want to become a planet or a star, you can become that. I'm just like visualizing it all. Beautiful. I wonder too, like once you get to those higher dimensions, if like past a certain stage, you agree that you're not going to incarnate anymore and you think you mm-hmm. want yeah. to become a planet or a star and just knowing that you're not, you've gone through it, all the different stages and yeah, transitions and lifetimes and all that. Yeah, no, I agree. And I think going back to that like fifth dimension, I think that's where it happens. That's where maybe decisions start to get made for the soul once they have that life review. Okay, where am I going next? Where do I want to travel to? What experience do I want to have? That's amazing. I think it's one of those things where we could talk about dimensions all day. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) I love to talk about too, like your beliefs on what's the difference between like intuition and psychic information. I get that question all the time. (laughs) Okay, so from my understanding, intuition, intuition is information about yourself. So if you're getting intuition information, it's things that are meant for you, for your life. And so when you are receiving psychic information, that is you receiving information about someone else or something else. How do you feel that guides come in with this? Do you feel like they work more psychically with you and more towards your intuition? Yeah. So with guides, when they're guiding you and your guide can be your higher self. Mm -hmm. So you can have a spirit guide that is you. So you can have spirit guides, but you can also have a higher soul, like your higher self, be your guide as well. And so when you're getting information about other people who are living, that is information that you're able to read. You're reading the energy, you're, but also a blueprint. So I have a blueprint, you have a blueprint, and what a blueprint is is a pattern. We have patterns in our energy, and over time, the energy gets carved in deeper and deeper. And so when you read someone psychically, you're basically reading that engravement in their energy. And it's not so much a prediction, it's more of a calculation, a percentage. So depending how deep that energetic imprint is, that's how you're able to base what will happen based off of that information. I think people tap into other people's energies without even realizing that they're mm-hmm. doing it and they pick up all this information and then they get confused. Yeah. Oh my gosh, where is it coming from? How do I know this? Yeah. But also, spirit guides, loved ones can also 
communicate to you about that other person. So if there's something you're not picking up within that person's energy, sometimes they'll be like, tell them this or say this. So they really inspire you to also communicate that need for that other person, especially if they're not able to tap into their own intuition. That makes sense. Yeah. What advice do you have for somebody who's in the beginning stages where they feel like they're psychic, they get all this information, but they don't know what to do with it? Or they may be confused on, is it coming from spirit? Is it coming from spirit, guys? So my advice to someone who's just starting off and they're just getting everything for everyone, focus on the information that's coming in just for themselves. I would recommend becoming intuitive for yourself, information about yourself. So anytime you're receiving information about someone else, know that is separate. So I would say is decide what it is you want to work on. Are you trying to become more intuitive to have your most expansive life? Or are you trying to read someone else's energy to give them information? So I think it really is deciding what your intention is for becoming more intuitive or psychic. And the first thing I would suggest once you make that decision is to allow yourself to suspend any disbelief when it comes to, is this real? Is this fake? Like you have to just allow whatever to come in without really questioning it or second guessing the information and just allow it to be like not have any opinion about that information. I love that advice. And just like I always say, write everything down too, right? And then yeah. you can start to notice like different patterns. I also would suggest start writing down any evidence that supports your intuition. So any stories you have about how you knew that thing was going to happen for you or anything that involves your life, I would write that down and then separate the two. So any evidence to suggest that you predicted something else and just look with it all written down. Are you more intuitive or are you more psychic? And that will let you know, maybe I need to focus more on my intuition. Maybe I need to come back to me and not be so much in everybody else's energy and stuff. It can get overwhelming when you're in everybody else's energy, but then you can't figure out your own energy. So it's always nice to start with yourself and then slowly expand. Have you noticed any shifts in your development over all these years of what was that one thing that you're like, I wish I knew it sooner because it really changed a lot for me? How subtle the information is, like the subtlety of the information, the subtlety of spirit even. Most of the time, I'm like, am I imagining this? Am I going crazy? <laughs> so it is the subtlety of information that comes through. And I wish someone would say that when you watch other psychics and mediums work, they just bring out this all this mind-blowing information. And you're like, how do they get it that strong? But they're not getting it very strong like we perceive it to be that way. It's very subtle for them, too. And so what I've learned is it's not always like a flashing sign in front of us telling us the information. It is very subtle information and we have to learn how to interpret the, the language. So it's something that takes time for us to understand. That's yeah. so, yeah. 
Because even with spirit, sometimes I could, depending on the spirit too, sometimes they're like right here in my face and I could be like, oh my gosh, it actually scared me. Or sometimes it's just, I could just sense them. But it's almost, if I wasn't doing a reading or if I wasn't tuning in to spirit, I might have missed them. If I was busy in the kitchen cooking dinner, it's a possibility. I, I wouldn't have felt that because my mind was like somewhere else. So I love that advice. I was doing this reading on this lady and the spirit kept making me see a giraffe. And then I was hearing giraffe and little giraffe figures everywhere. And I kept pushing it to the side because I was like, the hell's with the giraffe? And then my toddler at the time comes running out of the bedroom with a giraffe and she's holding in her hand. And then I was already about to end the reading. By the way, okay, I just have to say this, the giraffe, there's something with the giraffe. The lady just starts laughing because she's my mom's house was covered in giraffes. She was a collector of giraffes. And I was like, oh, okay. <laughs> More evidence there. <laughs> like sometimes we can get into our own minds of, okay, like this must be nothing. Like, why am I thinking about giraffes all of a sudden? Definitely takes training, practice and becoming more aware and noticing this, the subtle differences for sure. Yeah. So what I do now is when something keeps popping up, I'm just like, okay, I have to say it, even though I might think it's nothing. There's a reason why it's coming in. Yeah, completely. Is there anything else you want to touch on before we finish up with some fun rapid fire questions? No, I think we're, I think we're good. Awesome. Okay. So you might laugh at these. Okay. The first question if spirits could have a favorite hobby or activity, what do you think it would be? Oh, I know it's flying. Spirits love to fly. <laughs> I see them fly. They talk about flying. So there's this thing about, I get to fly. But I really do believe it's whatever they're really into also. So if they were really into, if they enjoyed something, it's like almost they take that hobby to the other side and they make it the most extreme thing possible. Beautiful. I love that. <laughs> Who wouldn't want to fly? <laughs> yeah. All right. Second question. If you could have a ghostly companion for one day, who would you choose and why? Okay. So this, I don't know. I'm not a genius. So I would want to talk with Albert Einstein because I always feel him. Weird stuff happens with Albert Einstein and me. And so I just would want to have a better understanding of that. So I would definitely meet with him. If spirits can communicate using emojis, which one do you think that they would use the most? I don't know. Is there a boo or I don't know. I feel like they would always use the ghost or a boo. Like I always like anything to scare you to get you a little bit jumpy. That's a good one. What kind of music do you think spirits would enjoy in the afterlife? So it's again, I think it's up to whatever that soul enjoyed in the physical I actually think music is something they miss. I've had spirits tell me one thing that they miss about being here on Earth is music. So I'm not sure about that. That's actually something to think about. If spirits could leave signs or messages using technology, what kinds of apps or devices would they use? Apps or technology? Obviously, they mess with the lights, they mess with electronics, they overheat things. But if there was an app that they would mess with, I feel like it would be the internet. Honestly, I think 
they would shut it down. <laughs> Just blackout. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. blackout. If you could have a ghostly roommate, what house chores or tasks would you ask them to help with? Oh, laundry for sure. <laughs> Do my laundry. <laughs> Is it the actual washing of the laundry or the oh, putting fold, f- folding kids' clothes, my clothes, husband's clothes, folding, putting it all away, please? Yes. Perfect. Spirits could possess any object for a day. What would they choose and how would they enjoy it? I feel like it would be a car. You would see a car just like driving on its own, just going like the nicest expensive car. They would take a hold of that, I think. Joyriding. That sounds <laughs> dangerous to be on the road. <laughs> but the, totally, that makes sense. What is the most common message that comes up for you in readings from Spirit? Common message. That they're still here, that they're still able to witness that you're able to still communicate with them. There's this feeling and this sense of they're not too far. They're very close. So it's like picking up the phone. So if you ever feel that you miss one of your loved ones, it really is just communicating with them. How does somebody know if something is a sign from spirit? Oh, that's easy. You have to ask for it. (laughs) So... I'm a firm believer in ask and you'll receive. So if you are wanting to get confirmation on something, just ask for it. Yes, definitely. What does goosebumps mean? I think it's almost like electricity. So they're almost zapping you like pay attention to this. This is important. Or it's like a no or yes. You have to feel into it when you're receiving that information. But I definitely feel like it is something that is trying to get your attention to pay attention. Can my animals in the house see spirit? Yes. Yeah. I think animals and babies can see spirit. So I definitely believe cats, dogs definitely see spirits. And the last question. What do I do if spirit is messing with my lights or my technology or things are falling off my shelves? <laughs> this is me, real life. And I tell them to get out of my house. <laughs> get out of my house now. You do not have permission. Get out now. <laughs> Perfect. And great note to end on. <laughs> yeah. Thank you so much. That was so fun. And I love those rapid fires. That was perfect. <laughs> I love it. But thank you. Where can the listeners find you, follow you on social media, connect with you, all of the things? Listen to your podcast, your new podcast. My podcast is Spirit Reach, like you're reaching for spirit. And my Instagram is Mana Medium, M-A-N-A. And I have a website if you would like to look into that. It's under Mana Medium. So that's where you can find me. Amazing. How did you choose your name, Mana Medium? So mana is life force energy. It's spiritual energy. And so I really connect it with life force of spirit. And so I just, I love the name. I love the meaning. And it means different things throughout different cultures. So I really connect it with that name. Beautiful. I love that name too. Awesome. Thank you. Thank you.